0: And this is
1: Bookends, a literary podcast
0: where we talk about
1: books.
0: Episode twenty-five, name to be decided. <laughs> as always, as always. How are you, Marcy?
1: I'm okay. Um, sorry, oh my gosh,
0: you just got a million miles away from your microphone.
1: I know. I was getting myself situated.
0: Oh, I see. I see.
1: Um, I'm okay. Um, I don't have potable water. Um. Oh as much of the country. Or I don't know if it's much, but a lot of people don't a right now. A
0: significant amount of people.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't. Um, And that's really fun. Uh, we have just pots out and about boiling. <laughs> um, and we're happy to have a Brita filter. Um, we didn't have electricity for a little bit last week. Uh, that was really... That was a really cool, fun experience. Very fun, um, very flirty, <laughs> really enjoyable. Um, we did end up having to stay at hotels. We were lucky that we could do that. Uh, renter's insurance isn't covering a bit of it, which is pristine. Um,
0: how long did you have to stay at hotels for?
1: Um, we had two nights without power, like two full days, and so the first night we stayed here because it wasn't that bad yet. So we only stayed in a hotel for one night. Nice. Um, at least, which is good because it was expensive. Because we have a dog and a cat, and we needed two separate rooms because the dog and the cat cannot stay in the same room. Uh, um, and so finding a hotel that will accept dogs and cats, <laughs> it, and is not like terrifying, is yeah. actually quite difficult. So,
0: speaking of cats, Zeus wants to say something to he the has audience.
1: decided he wants to be let out, and he's not going to be let out, um, <coughs> and he's quite upset with this re- revelation. Um.
0: He has so many things to tell the audience.
1: He does. He also now has a bell on his collar, which I'm thinking. Can you hear it? Um, a little bit. Okay. I might need like to take it off of him while we record. But... He's oh, no, now attacking flavor. a plastic bag. Oh, wow. So you know what? Let me, let me wrangle him yeah, momentarily. You're...
0: Wrangling the cat. Wrangling the cat. Marcy is wrangling the cat. His name is Zeus, which is appropriate for the book that we read this week. Because it was about Greek mythology. Although Zeus was not a character in it.
1: Okay, I believe the situation has been corrected.
0: Yay. So The cat has been wrangled.
1: (laughs) He has been wrangled. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me. I mean, a lot of people have it a lot worse than I do. Um, So I kind of feel silly complaining. But also I can't drink water. Or I can't drink the water right now. So it is still... It's still a complaint. It's still
0: but stressful. It's still affecting.
1: I'm glad we still everything. have water. I have a lot of friends who don't have water right now, and they're just staying in hotels. Um, so it's good. It's good that I at least have it. Our water pressure is dwindling, though. It is. It's on the precipice of collapse. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's all right. How are you?
0: Um, I'm fine. I'm back at school. I'm on campus uh, in New York, so I, like just missed all of the snow in Tennessee um although we have snow here but it's like normal into normal amount although this morning I did I had to go to class in the snow and it was like it was for some reason so like windy and so snowy that I couldn't like see literally anything except for the ground in front of me and I was just like following my boyfriend's footprints into the buildings and I felt like I was in like some kind of like survival movie where I was like if I lose sight of these footprints I'm just gonna like die out here like I wouldn't know what to do with myself (laughs) I also realized today I don't actually have real snow boots I think they're just normal boots that my parents got me for Christmas one year to be snow boots because we don't know what snow boots are yes I literally the other day I was like going to go pick up my friend um got like stranded going somewhere the other day and because it was snowing really bad and i was like oh well i can come pick you up because i'm like the only other one of like our friends on campus that has a car but all my friends are like gray you've literally never driven in the snow before so if this person who literally lives up here gets cannot drive in this i don't think you can so maybe don't and then i didn't i also didn't have a like i don't know i don't even know what they're called but the things that you use to scrape the snow off your car
1: you don't, yeah. I I would just call it a snow scraper. I don't know what they're actually called.
0: Yeah, I didn't have one, so <laughs> so that was cool Oop. having. Yeah. To beg my Me friend. and my
1: roommate went outside with I mean, hot bottles of water. That was our tactic. It was work. effective. Yes. For getting snow off the car. Did it work? Yeah, I mean it's hot water. I guess that's true. It melts it enough that it's easy to just kind of slosh it off just afterwards.
0: Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here.
1: Do you remember, I don't have much experience driving in snow either, and my roommate has a Subaru, so I looked at her and I said, you will be driving for the foreseeable future. Um, (laughs) We go most places together, so it doesn't really matter too much. Um, But do you remember the one experience I have of me driving in the snow as a youth? Um, I think I was 17, so you would have been probably like 15. I got a really big snow that year, Um, as we do once every like three years. It's not an every year occasion. And I remember we were like, we want to go like take pictures up by the big hill, but it was really cold. So we didn't want to like walk to the big hill. And for some reason, my teenage brain was like, we'll, we'll drive it. We'll drive there. So we don't have to walk in the cold and then we'll take whatever snowy pictures we want to take. And then we'll drive back home. Mm -hmm. You were in the car. Mom Mm -hmm. and dad let us do this. They let us leave with their 16 year old daughter driving their 15 year old son.
0: 17. You got the ages wrong.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Seventeen. Um, the Do you maps? remember us? I got stuck. Oh. We were just sliding in my car and I, w- I thought it was the end.
0: <laughs> I don't actually remember you, this. You
1: don't remember this?
0: I don't know how I don't remember this because I do remember the snow that year because it was, um, it coincides with when I got into Haikyuu. I don't want to talk about Oh, this. my God. And so I do remember it because of that. But I don't remember sliding. I do believe that that happened though. I do remember the year that it was Thanksgiving and you went to your friend's house to help with something, and then um, the car broke down because you just didn't put enough gas in it, and you didn't want to get more gas.
1: Yeah, that's not breaking down. That's just running out of gas. Yeah, and yes, you were it just did like, happen.
0: I don't have any money, and I don't want to do this, so I'm just gonna like keep going on a prayer, and then the prayer ran out.
1: <laughs> it's the first and only time i've ever run out of gas yeah if both of those were cautionary tales though i now will not drive in the snow and i will not let my gas tank get that low
0: <laughs> yeah that's fair
1: That's fair. well gray um i asked how you were doing um and you failed to mention that you have a rather large announcement
0: yes this is a true statement about me
1: would you like to tell us your rather large very exciting announcement
0: um hello hello world my name is Grey Bulla. You may know me as Michael Grey Bulla, my author name, which was a conundrum, by the way, because now everyone calls me Michael, but I don't go by that. Anyway, I should have thought about that.
1: It's anyway. like it's like how uh, our, like people from like a certain era of my of our mom's life call her Nikki. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be with Michael. Like that's gonna be how yeah. you like in the future. Your kids know, like, oh, dad's friend, Josh. Uh. <laughs> calls him michael josh. that means that he's like in the publishing world yeah he's like that's josh is from publishing
0: which for for like reference for everyone else on this podcast who's not our mom or us um our parents were in a band in the 80s and our mom's stage name was nikki so people would call her nikki because there were other Debras around and they couldn't have them they couldn't have her going by debbie but um yes so my publishing name is michael grabola and under michael grabola my debut young adult novel is officially coming out in summer of 2022.
1: Woo! Yeah. It's very exciting. This has been in the works for how long?
0: Um uh, I started writing it when I was 16 and I'm 21 years old. Um but I have been having I've been sitting on this news since about August and I've been with my agent since April of 2019. So, this is very exciting for me because I'm like, yes, finally I get to tell people on the internet About this thing I've been laboring over. Um, Anyway, the book is called A Type of Bleeding. Added on Goodreads. Yeah, do it. The title is hesitant.
1: It's very exciting. And we will at some point have a full episode on it when, you know, the time is right to be fully promoting it and be able to speak more about it. Um, But I'm just very proud of you. I'm very excited. I mean, you're 21 and you're getting your first novel published. That's a big deal.
0: It's very exciting. Oh. It's
1: it's very. You I've seen how hard you've worked on this since you were a small bebé. A small um, bebé, and I'm excited for you. So, and also it's a freaking good book, and I'm excited for the world to see it.
0: Yeah, every to everyone else, um, there's like stuff in it that is one explicitly like family. Like Marcy read it and was like, oh, that's from the family, and also like there's a whole plot line I added later on in my revising process that is 100 percent um only possible because marcy was like let me make you a like 20 page google doc on how to do this and how to make this better i forgot i um, did that you did you helped a lot (laughs) that's Um, why i was
1: unemployed and not in school and i had nothing else to do and you gave me a task and i said bet
0: (laughs) you were like i absolutely will fulfill this thank you very much. And so I've never done fundraising in my life, but if it seems so detailed, that's why. Ooh. So it's very exciting. Um, it's very weird to have the book up on Goodreads, especially because there's not really, any, not to keep talking about this, but there's like not even a description up on the Goodreads yet because it's literally so early in it. Like this was announced like January 26th, I think. Um, so like less than a month ago. Um, but it's just like been very exciting seeing people like wanting to read it and like other trans authors who I look up to and whose books I've read recently being like excited about it because you know gotta hype each other up um I'm just like oh thank you very much thank you you're like a get, real
1: author now it's very I'm like exciting a real
0: author now and once again I made the mistake of not making my author name the name I go by it's not that big of a deal I it mean it's think- weird I will say though because I The reason I chose Michael Gray Bulla as my author name, which is, like, my full name, is because, to me, Michael Gray is, like, one name, you know? But no one yeah, ever says Yeah, they that. go together. They say that just the Michael.
1: Well, so, we also have, like, cousins who go by Gray. I guess their last name's not Bulla, though. Yeah. So there's not more than one Gray Bulla, but there's other the Greys, I guess.
0: There's another Michael Gray, but last name Gray out there in the world. And I only know this because, yes, I have Googled myself thank you very much but it's very exciting and I will talk forever about it as much as I can I did get um edit notes editorial notes back today which I'm very excited about I'm kicking myself a little bit because most of the things that my editor was like could you add this I actually had in previous drafts and then took out because I was like they won't like that (laughs) so it's like well
1: yeah maybe you should just be trusting your gut there
0: (laughs) i think i should i think i need to learn that but yeah don't um,
1: don't overthink it
0: but that's why i have an editor so anyway what are we doing today
1: well i was about to ask you that question um fair wait wait off the pod Mm -hmm. was i supposed to have a segment today no it's for
0: me (gasps) i'm just being annoying
1: oh my god i guess you can keep it in the pod now you had me panicked no you had me absolutely panicking
0: can you imagine if you hadn't done it and then it was just like
1: i thought that's what had happened i was like <laughs> i was like i have an exam in three days i need to study for like literally 12 hours after we get off the phone yeah i, I cannot come like, to the segment
0: yeah no <laughs> no um i was just trying to like you have a moment
1: no don't do that all right, all
0: right. well that's fine
1: okay. okay well now that you have made me have an absolute heart attack you're welcome what is our segment today
0: it's the Quote Troll.
1: Oh, my God. An the old friend. Troll. An old friend returns.
0: Real quick, off the pot. I forgot what my little thing is, so I have to go get it up. Hold on, sorry. You can sing a little song while I do this if you want.
1: Um, The Quote Troll is coming to town. I like that. <laughs> uh, you, you, you better watch out. You better not, not know. Oh, you know what? what the Quote Troll reminds me of? Um, I'm just going to just BS something while you're looking for what you're looking for. Um, I was talking to one of my friends um, that I went to high school with the other day, and she mentioned something about my senior year English class that I completely blocked out, and that was that I was ready to fight with my English teacher because she really, really liked me for some reason, and she would just let me say what I wanted. And she used to give us (laughs) quote tests. Have you ever had a quote test?
0: Yes, and they're literally abysmal.
1: They're abysmal. They don't measure reading comprehension at all. They're absolutely ridiculous. And um, she would specifically go through like Spark Notes and make sure that none of her quotes were on SparkNotes. So you had to have read it. And I was the only person to stand up to her in the whole class. She asked, she was like, what do you guys think about these tests? And everyone else was like, yeah, they're fine. And I looked her in the eye and said, ma'am, these are bad they are not testing us on what you think they're testing. They're stressing us out and I have better things to be doing. Period. And I don't know where I got the guts to stand up to this English teacher because I am not I am not like that. I do not stand up to people.
0: Mm-hmm. When it's
1: about, it's about me. You. If it's, if they're hurting someone else, it's different. But if it's about me, I'm just I'm very much like a meh, we'll just get over it kind of kind of thing well you um, hate
0: inefficiency and that was i so deeply hate
1: inefficiency and i was just like this is a disrespectful it wastes my time it wastes your time it wastes Waste everyone's, everyone's room's time. time and it just it really bothered me um and you said quotes and i was taken back to this to having to answer like who said Stupid what in quotes questions. from freaking oedipus Ugh. and a uh, death of a salesman Ugh. so
0: okay anyways your time Are your time okay Okay, hold on. What's the
1: premise today?
0: The quote troll. How did it, what was the voice that I did for it? <laughs> it's it's been, been like a so, year. So I don't long. know. Quote troll. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> quote troll. Hear ye, mere mortal, as you approach. Pass not if you can't guess my quote. Cross my bridge if you dare. Only books will get you there. Quote troll. Okay. So, here's the thing. We read Lore by Alexandra Bracken for our new release, which is a book inspired slash about Greek mythology. Of course I had to do something about Percy Jackson. Of course I had to do something about Percy Jackson. Oh, my God. Of course I had to do something about oh Percy my God. Jackson. So, for this quote troll, I'm not, it's not your average quote troll. I'm not going to make you guess if it's this or that, but I am going to give you a couple of quotes. and I'm going to make you guess which Percy Jackson book, it's from of the OG series, not Heroes of Olympus, because I can't even know, name all much. the books. You can't you can't name all the books in no, the original one?
1: It's been so long. None of them. I haven't read them since I I mean I read them in middle school and I haven't reread them since high school. Yeah. Let me look at them. Let me look at them. Okay. Percy.
0: Do you remember what the first one is?
1: Literally no. Oh Here, my God. Um Lightning Thief. Yes.
0: Yeah. There you go.
1: Percy Jackson books. I have to specify. Yeah. All. <laughs> all. <laughs> okay, we're going. We're going to the Wikipedia page. Okay, my computer's on twenty eight percent battery. It's not looking oh. good. It's not looking hot. Okay, all it's right. I'm ready. I gotta tell you, I don't remember a lot of this.
0: <laughs> oof, oof, oof. So well, I will be, let this you know. It's gonna be a challenge. I will let you know. There's only one. There's only five quotes, and there's one quote per book.
1: Oh, okay. So. Okay.
0: Do you want me to give you all of them and then you can piece them together?
1: Uh, We can do one by one and I can sort of uh, elimination my way through Mm -hmm. (laughs) and improve as the game continues. Okay. Or I guess you don't have to tell me if they're right or not until the end. I don't know. We'll see. Okay.
0: Let's start with... hmm... Okay, let's start with this one. This one should hopefully be not that hard. Here it is. She looked at me like she was drinking in the fact that I was still here. And I realized I was doing the same thing. The world was collapsing, and the only thing that really mattered to me was that she was alive.
1: I, I must assume it's the last Olympian.
0: <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> of course.
1: Because it's about Percibeth, the original and most supreme OTP.
0: This is a true statement. Everything comes back to Persebeth in the end. So you have one out of the five. You're one-fifth of the way there. Okay. Families are messy. Immortal families are eternally messy. Sometimes the best we can do is to remind each other that we're related for better or for worse and try to keep the maiming and killing to a minimum.
1: Lightning Thief? Eh. No. Okay, don't tell me what it is. I'll okay. just know that it's not the Lightning Thief. Okay.
0: Do you want me to keep going?
1: <sighs> I feel like I shouldn't give. Okay, you know what? Okay. Um, um. Battle of the Labyrinth. No. Okay. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> guessing. I don't know. Okay.
0: Let me do another one. Let me do another one. And we'll just, we'll just like figure it out. It's fine. Okay. If my life is going to mean anything, I have to live it myself.
1: Oh, great. I don't know any of these. You don't know them. I don't know them. Is it, um, um, the Titan's Curse? No. The only one I haven't mentioned yet, I think.
0: <laughs> no. No. It's one of the ones you'd said before. <sighs>
1: A uh, uh, lightning thief. Yes. Okay. Correct. Oh what? I wish I. Do you have the context for any of these? N-
0: no. Well, <laughs> some of. Th- I mean, some of them, but most of it was, you
1: know. Okay.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I I overestimated how much you would remember of the you series. Really I really did.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I tried not to make it too easy, but.
1: Yeah. No. You. It. It needs to be <laughs> easier.
0: It Needs to be easier. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I um, it's been a really long time since I've read those books. Um, I read the whatever the companion series is,
0: Hero of Olympus, Heroes. Yeah, Olympus.
1: I read that slightly more recently, just because it came out more recently. Yeah. Um, I probably would enjoy rereading them. Just haven't done it. Just haven't done it. I yet.
0: always tell myself I'm going to read them because I I read like almost all of it, and then just like didn't read the last one for some reason. But I don't remember anything from it, so I would have to reread it to finish it. But I just never do. Uh, I just never do. Okay, anyway. Well, this is the first time you've ever not gotten like almost 100% on quote troll, so you're allowed one stinker. It's fine. Here's another one. Not knowing is half the fun, Aphrodite said. Exquisitely painful, isn't it? Not being sure who you love and who loves you. Oh, you kids. It's so cute. I'm going to cry.
1: Okay, this one's Battle of the Labyrinth.
0: No. No? Nope.
1: I was positive. I was like, yeah. I understand I got why it. you would think it was Battle of the Labyrinth. Because I was like, if we're talking about love, it needs to be like later. Yeah. This is Is midpoint. Is it Titan's Curse? Yes, it's Titan's Curse. I don't actually remember that book. What happens in that book?
0: That's the one that's very, like, Luke and Annabeth's weird relationship-centered, and that's when the hunters of um, Artemis are introduced, and so you have Zoe and, like, all that. Because Annabeth gets, like, captured, basically. Remember?
1: I don't.
0: She has to hold up the world, and they both oh, get, they both get matching gray streaks. Sorry oh god, to spoilers that one. about this whole series, I guess, but like, oh my god, know, that one. Fine. Come
1: on. Yeah, no, I do remember. I think it's yeah. because the rest of them have very anchoring names, like mm-hmm. Sea of Monsters. I'm like, Voyage.
0: Yes, right. That makes sense.
1: Battle of the Labyrinth. Labyrinth.
0: Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Titan's Curse. Yeah, Titan because like a uh, like Atlas, I guess. Yeah, but I, I yeah, get it. It's still. Yeah. yeah, it's a good Lightning name. Thief, Obviously. Um. I will let you know, one of the first like, fan fictions I ever wrote for Percy Jackson, one of the ones I mi- remember vividly, was after I read um, The Titan's Curse, I wrote like the world's worst and shortest, like this is from Annabeth's point of view of the Titan's Curse thing ever, but I got like two or three positive comments on it on fanfiction.net, which to me was a lot, and so I was like, I have to keep doing it, I have to keep doing it, I have to keep doing it. I just, the validation I received, too good. It was not good at all, but...
1: Hey, you were a kid. I was
0: like 10. It's fine.
1: You were doing good for a 10-year-old.
0: Thank you. And here's this one, which I think is the last one. Be careful of love. It'll twist your brain around and leave you thinking up is down and right is wrong.
1: Well, now I don't remember what I have and haven't. It's like what was confirmed.
0: <laughs> so Titan's Curse was confirmed. Lightning Thief was confirmed. Last Olympian was confirmed. So it's either Sea of Monsters or Battle of the Labyrinth.
1: I'm going to say this one's Battle of the Labyrinth.
0: Yes, you are correct.
1: Okay. Because the turned around thing. And also they start to like kind of acknowledge feelings for each other. Or at least yeah. that at least that the they exist. They yeah. Did they kiss in that one?
0: They kiss in that one. I used to have the page number <gasps> memorized because I was obsessed with it.
1: Oh my God.
0: Because Annabeth thinks she's about to die. So she kisses him. It's like a whole thing.
1: <sighs> we were so robbed of these movies.
0: I know. Well, TV show.
1: That's true. i'm I'm quite excited for that actually.' Please,
0: redemption arc for Percy Jackson, like live action adaptation, please <sighs> anyway. so that of course means that the one that is about the mortal families being messy is from the Sea of monsters, which you know that one is where he's introduced to. The fact that he has like a brother and being like, hello.
1: <gasps> Tyson. Yeah,
0: Tyson. I,
1: sorry, I, I know that Rick Riordan was not thinking this, but I cannot hear the name Tyson not thinking of the chicken nugget brand.
0: Is that a name of a chicken nugget brand?
1: Yeah. Well, no, Tyson Chicken makes like all the chicken in the US, basically. Um, oh. but they have frozen chicken nuggets and I don't know why. Like, they had a lot of ads for them when we were younger. Um, I like on T. I've T V, so I assume TV? that's why it's really stuck in my head. Um, but I can only think like Tyson chicken. Tyson. And I've thought that chicken. since I was, you know, twelve and reading these books. So it's been Sorry, it's Rick been Ryzen. over ten years and it's it's really in there.
0: <laughs> it's very, very in the brain. It's like the um the Danimals, uh Zach and Cody sweepstakes. Whoever won that one.
1: I would love to know who won a Danimal sweepstakes. Who won that?
0: To go to what was it, LA or whatever? Yeah. I, I remember vegan. And hang the out with uh, of Dylan and Cole Sprouse? Yes. Yes. The image of them on like the little, what are they called? The things that like the, water, the little slides? cups? I don't know. Well, it was on the, cu- they, it was an image of them on the cup, the dance Oh. Cup. But it was a picture of them in like the little floaty tube things, you know? Like Inner going tube? down? Yeah. Like going down a, a water slide thing. Cause I guess that's what LA is like. I don't know.
1: I don't think that's what LA is like. <laughs>
0: <Hi>. <laughs> I think it would be better if it was.
1: I mean, I agree, but I don't think that's uh, accurate.
0: I have At- literally no idea. Like, I have no perception of the West Coast. Oregon doesn't exist to me. That's just what's, a fun piece of information
1: what's up there. What's hiding up there? What's going on
0: up there? It's Whenever was like life, Seattle, I'm like, what? What are you talking about?
1: Like, people live there. No. Oh, this reminds me. Um, my roommate and I have been going through it, as I mentioned. Yes. Um, so we've been really stressed out. Um, we built a blanket for it in our living room, like we are small children. Fair. Um, because we were tired of sitting in the same spots, staring at the same things every day. And we were like, we need to change our physical environment. Um, and so we spent, I kid you not, 14 hours watching iCarly the other day in our blanket fort. Oh, Because they put iCarly on Netflix. Yes. And you know what? iCarly slaps.
0: It really did.
1: It holds up, to be quite honest. We were like genuinely laughing and watching it. I mean, for a lot of it, we were studying while watching it. So it was kind of just on the background. Right. But especially that first season, you get good – you get, like, iconic episodes. Like, the first 10 episodes are, like, back-to-back good. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned this only because it's set in Seattle.
0: Oh, and so you were like, huh. I, I was like, hey, I did forget huh. it's set in Seattle.
1: Nothing about it has to be set in Seattle, but it, 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 but it was, was set in Seattle. Um, and it's very I, – I was like, you know what? This is it. This is the show that defined the humor – of the weird Zillennial generation.
0: The fact that like um, Spencer's stuff would just catch on fire.
1: All the time. Also, they killed like eight goldfish. Um, yeah. A lot of that. Gibby is hilarious. I just, I stand by it.
0: Gibby. It's really funny. <laughs> um, for uh, Marcy, of course, knows this, but for everyone else, um, Marcy sent me a Snapchat the other day that I think is my favorite Snapchat I've ever received. It's a photo of some peanut butter cookies, and the caption says, made peanut butter cookies and we've watched fourteen episodes of iCarly today. Am I unwell? Maybe. And We were not doing well. No, which is fair. But I just have been <laughs> quoting and thinking about, Am I unwell? Maybe. Just
1: We've been doing better. I'm glad. It was a weak point. My That's school fair. has not acknowledged the fact that a lot of the student body has been left without power and water and is just powering forward as planned and it's been cool. very frustrating
0: um that's how I feel about like sort of the world um the fact that we've reached was it 500,000 deaths in the U.S. For COVID? honestly
1: I don't know I don't know and that's also sad
0: yeah and the fact that we just like are still going and the fact that like cases were at their very worst the past couple of months and yet people were still like were acting like it wasn't as bad as it was in like June and the fact that the cases are only starting to go down a little bit because people are getting vaccinated and the fact that the vaccines are not, it's not like the distribution of those. Anyway.
1: I got vaccinated.
0: I heard. I'm very yeah. excited. Have you gotten um, both of them or just the no, one? No,
1: I get the next one next week if I can get an appointment. Ooh. Um, But yeah, we were able to pull our weight as like, hey, we're medical students. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> because, that's, me. I mean, that's not a lie. I would, I was waiting on getting vaccinated so that I could go vaccinate others. So I'm excited about that. Um once I'm fully vaccinated, I'm going to start volunteering at clinics um to either do testing or vaccination So I love that. I'm, how, I'm excited to be doing that.
0: Hmm? How was getting it?
1: Very good. It was great. Um went to Walmart. <laughs> it was I went with my roommate and a girl from my class um mm-hmm. so we could carpool together. Um, and it was good. It was good to go with people too, because I think it would have been a little anticlimactic if I'd just gone by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it My arm hurt, though, worse than any vaccine I've ever gotten. Huh. Um, I didn't get any like systemic things. I didn't I'd get like chills or body aches or anything. Um, and I felt fine. But my arm, like within hours, usually I feel like my arm doesn't hurt after vaccines until the next day. But within hours, my arm felt like I had like worked out Ooh. harder than i'd ever worked my arm out before
0: <laughs> Ooh. um
1: and it, i mean it went away after about two days the next yeah. day was pretty rough and the next day was fine um we'll see supposedly for some people the second vaccine is worse because you already have an immune response mm. um and so then the reason it hurts is because your immune system is responding and so since you already have an immune response sometimes the second vaccine can be worse um it's fine though i just took it as a this means my body's working, and that's very exciting. So yeah. it's like something's happening. <laughs>
0: that's exciting. I heard so, our mother also um, got the vaccine.
1: Yeah, our mom got it. Our grandpa got it. Um,
0: or the first dose of
1: Our vaccine. dad is waiting because he doesn't qualify. Our mom's a teacher, so she qualified earlier than our dad.
0: Even though um, he's also a teacher, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't think it counts for college. Mm. He's not He's not a grade school teacher. I don't know. I don't know what the difference. I mean, our mom is also a state employee,
0: Oh Um, yeah. I guess that. Yeah. So I think
1: that might change things a little bit. I will say just for you and for anybody else that's listening. Um, I have been advised by some of my professors, specifically my immunology professor. Mm. (laughs) Um, don't take any NSAIDs for like the first 24 hours after you get it, even if you are sore ibuprofen or Tylenol.
0: Why? What's it do? Um,
1: so those actually, the reason those work is they're anti-inflammatory. Um, you want an inflammatory response though because that's what's making it work. So, um, they're not really sure how much that will affect your response, but just like to be on the safe side because we're oh, not sure, just don't take any painkillers after you get it um, for like the first day, just to make sure you're not accidentally suppressing your response to the vaccine.
0: Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. So
1: that. I just I just dealt with the arm pain without any sort of medical help. <laughs>
0: just dealt with it. And it was nice. fine. Some fun vaccine information for us. Well, yeah. Anyway, what book did we read this, I almost said year, this month?
1: So this month we read Lore by Alexandra Bracken. Every seven years, the Agon begins. As punishment for a past rebellion, nine Greek gods are forced to walk the earth as mortals, hunted by the descendants of ancient bloodlines, all eager to kill a god and seize their divine power and immortality. Long ago, Lore Perseus fled the brutal world in the wake of her family's sadistic murder by a rival line, turning her back on the hunt's promise of eternal glory. For years, she pushed away any thought of revenge against the man, now a god, responsible for their deaths. And as the next hunt dawns over New York City, two participants seek out her help. Castor, a childhood friend of Lore believed long dead, and a gravely wounded Athena among the last of the original gods. The goddess offers an alliance against their mutual enemy, and at last, a way for Lore to leave the Aegon behind forever. But Lore's decision to bind her fate to Athena's and rejoin the hunt will come at a deadly cost, and still may not be enough to stop the rise of a new god with the power to bring humanity to its knees. That is Lore by Alexander Bracken. Hello. Hi.
0: (laughs) We have some weird news which is that we know that when you're listening to this we just told you the summary of lore by alexandra bracken (laughs) however we recorded this whole section we're about to do and then it deleted it didn't record (laughs) so we are re-redoing this re-redoing it sure we're redoing this so if the energy is weird and if we sound insane
1: it's because this it's is why a full week later, and I have no memory of what we've said.
0: Yeah. So, so we said well, just just know it was really smart and really good and really interesting and really nuanced and <laughs>
1: it was a really um, um, complex discussion. Yes. Um, it was so and I complex. Don't know if we're going to achieve that again.
0: It it could have won us an award. <laughs> I think so.
1: It could have been our big break, actually,
0: um, yeah, into the podcasting book review world
1: so the fact that this isn't our big break I assume um, it's just you like you can
0: attribute it to Zencastr. we're on a different
1: timeline now because of yeah. that unfortunately so
0: I think we can zoo zoo oh sh- okay we can do it we can sue Zincaster now I think mm-hmm. for what For could have been for emotional damages <laughs> and what could have been so enjoyability <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, did well, you like this book? I did like this book. Um, I was going to say, what would have been great is if I had taken good notes on my thoughts last oh, time. Yeah. But last time it was so fresh that I knew I didn't need notes. I was like, I can just talk about it. It's no longer fresh. Um, no. However, I think I did give it a four.
0: <laughs> I gave it a four as well. And I do remember that we ended up having a lot of similar. We did opinions so I feel like that's probably correct what did you like about it Marcy
1: I uh okay it's coming back to me okay it's coming back to me um I absolutely loved how fast-paced this book was it was like like one after the other um of like action and we'll talk about that more with balance but I thought that was wonderful um it's kind of like my ideal book like if I'm gonna be reading um, something that's kind of like fantasy and like a little bit fantastical. I don't want to be bored. <laughs> I don't think there'd be a lot of waiting between when things are happening. Like that's not why you read this book. Um, I also just really, really enjoyed lore. Like the main character, she was wonderful. Um, she was like, I, I, I'm remembering this now. I really appreciated that she was like tough and like. Not your average girl or whatever, but that it wasn't like that. That was a I'm not like the other girls thing. I just I hate that the like the comparing women. I hate it. Um, and this wasn't and, that.
0: And also and like that. I think part of why it her being the like on the surface you could be like oh well she's the this like I'm not like other girls whatever. But the reason it doesn't end up becoming that I think is partially because you're not just told that she is, like, tough, and that she's, can take care of herself, or whatever, like, she actually can, and you see her doing it, and she is complex and emotional, um, and in terms of, like, there's a lot of anger in this book, that I really, I really enjoyed that, she's definitely the angriest character, I think, um, but you're never, it's never just, like, the narration tells you that she's tough and she can take care of herself. I mean, it literally opens with her, like, fighting in a, um, what is it called? What are those things called? Do you know the opening sequence?
1: Yeah, she's in, like, a, like, boxing ring. Like, an underground. Yes,
0: a boxing ring. Boxing I ring. Think of it.
1: Not, like, a legit one. In, like, a basement.
0: <laughs> yeah, of a, of a restaurant in New York City. And she's just, like, beating people up and winning. And that's the, like, inciting incident is this stuff happening, so.
1: I think I also really enjoyed um, the, like, this is a very feminist book. Um, Very explicitly. Like, it is definitely a feminist lens. Um, And the reason she's so tough is because she didn't really have an option to not be tough. Um, It wasn't about her, like, rejecting femininity. It was, like, the society that she's in, she her only value is seen as being a wife and mother. Um, and there's a lot of like marrying children off in these families. So she like developed this like skin to survive. Um, I don't know. I just think she's a really cool character. She's very complex. She thinks of herself a lot, which I appreciate. And not like in a, like a rebel without a cause, but in like a critical thinking way.
0: <laughs> yeah. she She's very... I really, really liked Lore as a main character. I thought she was very compelling and intriguing. And I I also really liked Caster, uh, the love interest slash friend slash other very important character for other reasons. Um, he
1: was a soft boy. He was just so and sweet it. and
0: fun. And he he was also complex, too. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just soft, but he was... I did like that element of like she's definitely he can take care of himself mm-hmm. but like if we're going by the way that women and men are treated in fantasy novels as they are treated in the rest of the world there's definitely a reversal there in terms of roles that I enjoyed also just as a character he was he was very sweet and There was some romance in this book. It was definitely not the center of the book, but I really liked the romance. I thought it, I didn't feel like it was unnecessary or like it was like shoehorned in. It felt very honest to me and I was rooting for the couples as it was happening. And so I I really liked that too.
1: I enjoyed it too. You know, I'll always, I'll always appreciate like a little sprinkle in there something boom. but you're right it wasn't um it wasn't unnatural or forced which i did appreciate
0: yeah it didn't um, feel like alexandra bracken was like oh well i need a, a a love plot line to get people interested like it was just like the natural conclusion to this is that these characters get together
1: yeah and i think it actually added like depth to their relationship because if it hadn't if it hadn't romantically involved like the amount of like commitment feeling they had for each other for like such a long period of time probably would mm-hmm. have been a little creepy
0: little yeah definitely would so have been a different dynamic <laughs> so
1: balance i feel like i need to talk about balance so that i can fully explain why i enjoyed the book so much i'm just gonna scoot mm-hmm. i'm gonna scoot on over um get over I'm there i'm gonna get on over there and i'm gonna give it a four again um Same balance that we have a notoriously hard time rating. We usually just give everything like a three because it's like most books are fine on balance because editors make sure that they're fine. Um, But I think it really takes a lot to make a book where like the pacing is like noticeable. Usually that's something that is just like, it's so part of the story that you don't really like pull it out as a separate thing. But um, I think this book, like it's really... It, it's very impressive how much Bracken was able to keep you interested like 100% of the time. The book is so long. It's not a, it's not a quick read, um, but you fly through it because like every single chapter or something is happening. It's like, it, I don't know how she thinks of enough stuff <laughs> to make it that fast-paced the whole time.
0: I agree. I also liked the section breaks. I feel like that really benefited the pacing because – It would, it it wasn't based on like, so the plot sort of sets up that there's going to be a timeline, right? It's, the Agon is like seven days. So you have the sense from the beginning, this book will end at the end of the seven days. This book will take place over a week. And that's your expectation. And I feel like that might be a little bit part of why you can see some of the pacing, because it's like, it has to be taking place very, very quickly. I just, as someone who does not write books with incredible, incredibly fast pacing, I just am always thinking about the tools people use uh, to heighten that and to, to put parameters on their own storytelling. Because I don't do that enough. It's an issue. But anyway, I thought that the section breaks were very useful. Um, it was a very clear sign that like, even though this is the same day, we are moving into another stage of... The story. Um,
1: yeah, they were. That was a smart use of section breaks because it really did signal to the reader, like, all right, we're shifting gears, and I think that that was used very appropriately. Like they were, they were very thoughtful.
0: So, expectations
1: Okay. Um, trying to remember what I originally rated this, but I think I'm just gonna end up giving this book like fours down the row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's um, a good book.
1: I think I'm gonna give it a four. Um. I had high expectations for it. So I was, I will say I had high expectations for it and I feel that it met those expectations, but I feel that it also exceeded them specifically in the, like the world that she crafted. I was kind of expecting it to just be like New York plus gods. I wasn't anticipating and was delighted by instead the whole crafting of like these mob families that she's from like she's essentially from like some sort of greek god secret society mafia um with the way that these families function and they control a lot of the economy of the city and also like globally i think because it's not like they're all located in new york um and so they're like kind of the secret society of people behind a lot of the powerful things in the world and they all kind of only like they're kind of the only ones that know about each other and there's lots of guns um and there's like hierarchy and I just was like quite delighted actually by the dynamics and the depth of those families um I like a lot of world building and I knew I wasn't going to get like a whole world because it takes place in modern day New York um but I thought that that was actually like it wasn't necessarily advertised because it's such a part of the plot like you wouldn't that's not what's going to draw you in to reading the book but it was um I think it made the book a lot better. I'm glad that it wasn't just like Greek gods superimposed on modern day New York.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like subtle world building. Like you obviously are working with a foundation of like most people know at least a little bit about the Greek gods, but then it's also like, okay, you thought it was going to be like this, but what if instead it was more like the mob and they hunt the Greek gods? So there is a lot of a lot of expectation breaking, which is interesting. I did only give it a 3.5, which is not bad, but I was expecting a good book. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Not that I thought I would like hate it or anything, but when I had seen this book around previous to Marcy picking it as our next read, I wasn't like, oh, I want to read that. So I wasn't expecting it to be sort of my jam, but I ended up really enjoying it. And now I'm like, well, dang, maybe I shouldn't Maybe I should pick up more books that I think aren't going to be my jam (laughs) because I really liked it. Um, I also will say I thought that the inclusion of an outside character, like a character who is not involved in these families who are hunting the gods um, because there's this character, Miles, who is not involved and then through circumstance gets brought into it. I thought that was also really smart. Um, It enabled this story to not slow down but think about the way that the society that lore had escaped for a while was working in a way that I don't think we necessarily would have had as much of a chance to do if it had just been lore plus people from her past you know interacting about the agon Like, Miles being there, I felt, like, really added a lot. And also, I just really liked Miles. I thought he was really fun. And I loved his friendship with Lore. So, I just wanted to talk about Miles. That's it. He
1: was, like, some good uh, comic relief, too. Like, he added some levity, (laughs) which I think it He really
0: did, yeah. He, He was definitely subtly very important, I think. Like, I feel like the book's tone would have been much more painful in terms of reading it, if he had not been there to allow some of that levity. Um Also, I just think he's neat. So 3.5. Writing style, what you give it?
1: I think I also gave it a four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I also gave, I it, a I four, also so gave it a four, so yeah, that's fine.
1: And so my thoughts on this, a lot of the points for writing style come from the pacing because I just thought it was really good. Um, I think this book had a really good macro, um, like it was very well, it was very well balanced. It kept the attention span, like I said, the whole time. It wasn't necessarily super like, quotable. Like I wasn't like highlighting a bunch, um, but I don't think it necessarily needed to be. Like it, there was really no reason to make it more complicated than it is. And I thought that the, um, the writing matched the tone well. Um, like this isn't super flowery, and I don't think it would have benefited it. To be super flowery, I think that would have just made it like really heavy. Um, like this isn't—I know it's Greek gods, but this isn't like Circe. You know, um, it's not that kind of writing. That's like very internal, um, and introspective. Mm -hmm. Um, this is very like bam, bam, bam
0: poetic language. It's more about yeah, and it's more about what the characters are doing exactly what they're thinking.
1: I think that's actually a boon for the writing. Um yeah. I think this book, it's already like how, how long is it?
0: Five hundred pages.
1: Like five hundred pages. I think if yeah. you tried to make it five hundred pages plus very flowery, it would just be it would just be too much. <laughs> like way too much. So I actually really appreciated that. I really like Bracken's writing style. Um I appreciate its kind of no nonsense. Without I'm not saying it's ugly. Uh like I want to no yeah clarify. It's not like ugly writing. Um it's just not trying to be the most.
0: It's it's not excessive.
1: Yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate the ability to like hold back on that. Um, and I also really appreciate it with writing style. Um, like I talked about the feminist lens. Um, the like exploration of the like sexism of Greek mythology because. Uh, oh yes, I love our society is still weirdly influenced by Greek mythology. Um, the Western world has really romanticized the Greeks and the Romans and we like look to them obviously for a lot of guidance. I mean we still read <laughs> Greek dramas in high school, which is insane yeah like those were written 2,000 years ago and they're still affecting our psyche. so I think it's fair and valid and good for us to actually be talking about those. Um, but specifically I really enjoyed there's a scene where lore has a discussion with Athena. And they're talking about Medusa, which like the book, the cover is Medusa. She's kind of a central figure. Um, mm-hmm. She's not actually in the book, but like her symbolism uh, mm-hmm. is central. And the gist of the conversation is why did you punish Medusa for being, you know, raped by Poseidon? And Athena's point, and Athena is a complex character, <laughs> I'll say also, <laughs> um, but her point was like, I gave her the ability to protect herself in the future. It was the men who told the story that painted it as a punishment. I just really appreciated like the discussion of the fact that those who tell the stories are the ones deciding what we interpret and take away from them. Um, and I thought she did, Bracken did a really good job of like incorporating that theme throughout the book. And I talk about like Lore being mm-hmm. a very critical thinker. I mean, we get those discussions because Lore is always willing to question what she's been taught and the perspective that she's been taught, and then it makes you as the reader question those. Um, so I just liked it.
0: <laughs> I definitely agree. I'm, like, getting chills thinking about the <laughs> the, the conversation about Medusa, um, because that is a thing that, like, I feel like I've heard people talk about when they're discussing sexism in... in Greek mythology and, like, the story of Medusa, obviously. And then I'm also thinking about, like, um, laurel wreaths. Do you know the myth about laurel wreaths?
1: I actually don't, know.
0: So the gist is that Apollo was pursuing this girl. She did not want to be pursued. And he was harassing her, and so she got turned into, by, by someone, I don't remember who, she got turned into this plant and as a way to protect her from being raped and he made the lore wreaths out of that as a way of like finally being like even now you don't have like i'm going to get you one way or another basically and that became like a symbol of obviously because of apollo being connected to like poetry that became a symbol of like like the poet laureate you know what i mean laura wreaths that whole thing that became a symbol of like achievement and stuff but that has always really bothered me because it's literally about the violation of this woman and her violation being like a trophy and a symbol of triumph and I learned about this in one of my British literature classes and I was like ah I hate it here (laughs) so
1: yeah I didn't know that thank you for uh I had no idea Is that, that's where we get the word laureate from?
0: I believe so. Let me look it up real quick so that I'm not giving misinformation on our podcast. But, um, beep, 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 me, 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 me. Okay. So it was Daphne was the, was the nymph that he was pursuing. Okay. Yeah. So Daphne asked a river God for help and she was turned into a bay laurel tree just as Apollo was like coming up to her so because of this he made laurels the symbol of poets so poet laureate is definitely from that he cut so he cut off the branch to wear as a wreath a lot of people tell it as this like symbol of unrequited love and whatever but i just
1: classic male interpretation
0: yeah it's (laughs) yeah That is Yeah,
1: I I do appreciate the looking back on these mythologies that we have idolized for so long and being like, wait, no, those are not the values that we want to take forth with us. Um,
0: Yeah. Just having a moment of being like, hey, that's messed up, actually.
1: Yeah. Like, actually, Actually, let's not idealize that. Um,
0: Kind of related, but like, not about Greek mythology was I watched Clueless last night with my friends because I saw you
1: tweet about this yeah yes
0: (laughs) and I knew because I'd seen Clueless before and spoilers if you haven't seen Clueless but also it was made in 95 so come on now yeah a movie older than both of us (laughs) yeah she ends up with her stepbrother who's like 19 and she's like barely 16 and first of all didn't need to be weird could have could have avoided it could have not made them step-siblings I believe I know it's based off of Emma or whatever I know, I know it. Yeah, but they were like, just
1: working with source material that is from the 1800s. <laughs>
0: <sighs> but I just, which also, like, what were the people in the 1800s doing? I also read some Oh, they were marrying stuff. cousins all oh, the time. Yes. At least they At weren't ground actually poe. related. Hey ground poe. Bitch. I had to read some stuff for his, for, of his for my American literature class today. And the whole time I was like, the telltale heart does slap, but also he married his 13-year-old cousin. So Jesus Christ. 1800s were so much.
1: They were anyway, so much. People sucked.
0: But I'm like, why did we just accept? In in the 90s, we were like, that's fine. Paul Rudd, this is fine.
1: The best part about this is that Paul Rudd, in no way, even in 95, looked like a 19 year old.
0: Oh yeah, I was like, hey, come on now. Like on he now. looks
1: like he was 30 already. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: have no it idea how Paul Rudd at the time was. He did not look like it was. It it was visually upsetting. Mm-hmm. I agree um also I did she appreciate... should have just ended up being a lesbian but that's my i mean that's fair agenda.
1: but i did appreciate did you know um do you know anything about the costume design for that movie um
0: i know that it slaps
1: it's so good part of it um was that the costume designers made a very conscious effort to never put any of the girls in anything that was like overtly sexy like i don't uh-huh. know if you noticed it but the whole movie like they never show cleavage they'll still wear like mini skirts because it was the 90s mm-hmm. but like that's kind of the extent like they never do anything to age up the teenage girls and I really yeah, that was like a very conscious choice that they made and I appreciated it every time I watch and, it I'm like, uh yeah. ah, at least they do this right
0: <laughs> at least at least one of these things is fine, yeah, so anyway, writing style I gave before
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated.
0: <laughs> unrelated <laughs> would you give it for memorability yeah um
1: I think I think I'm going to change it. I think I gave it like a three or something last time. Like, I don't think I gave it that much, but actually now that we're talking about it again, I'm remembering it more than I thought I would. um, Now that I've got some distance from it. So I think I'm going to bump it up to a four. (laughs) It's just going to be a four star book for me. Um, I thought it was pretty memorable. It was unique. I do think it could be more memorable if it weren't a one-off, but I respect the one-off choice um because i think it is rare these days to get something like this where you have like a very like high octane as it is described um fast paced novel that is set in a fantastical world that's not just like a one off like crime thriller mm-hmm. or something and also um, with such
0: extensive world building mm-hmm. and lore
1: yeah it's off, very you know. rare to find something like this i do wonder if she's going to write anything else in this world that's maybe not in this same timeline or with these same characters, because I think she's set up, she set up such a cool kind of premise that I would like there to Mm -hmm. be more, even though I think that this book ends pretty like closed. um, I think it would be, I don't think I would enjoy there being like a direct sequel to this. I think that would be like kind of going back on the goal of this book, but I would really enjoy more in this world if Alexandra Bracken Bracken, uh, felt so inclined because it is a really cool world that she built.
0: I agree. I also really appreciated the choice to make it one, one thing, um, deciding how many books to have in a series or whether or not to make it a standalone or whatever is so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. I don't envy that for fantasy writers because I'm just over here with my, like, little contemporary YA whatever, (laughs) um, yeah meanwhile
1: they're like do i do three books or do i do like 17 like yeah like (laughs) it could go on forever
0: speaking of doing 17 books um so these violent lights which we read last episode obviously is a duology but it was just announced that chloe gong sold another book in the same world with a character we've already met but has not revealed which character this (gasps) spinoff series is about but um, it's still, I've already it's decided lady, that I'm reading everything that
1: she ever publishes.
0: I know I was so. like, Oh my God, I am so excited. So Clay Gong said, no, I'm staying here for a little while. I'm not leaving yet. And I appreciate that. Oh, I gave memorability a four. I agree. It's been a hot minute, not that long, but a minute since I read it because of the fact that we're recording this weird at a weird time. And I still feel like I remember a lot a lot of the characters and a lot of my impressions of it so higher than average for me believability
1: okay i remember now i gave believability a three and a half um yes i do remember that so like i said i did really like the world i thought it was excellent i thought the choice to go with the mob style families was really good added some depth and some realism to it because like those structures already exist we just made them about this world um but i kept getting pulled out of the realism because like of the like disasters that were happening in the city so there's like a bombing there's like a massive power outage i think there's like a flood some of these things might happen simultaneously i can't remember now um however the city recovers like way too fast from them like if most of new york is covered in like a couple feet of water new york is not going back to normal for weeks like it was just really it pulled me out sometimes like at the end of the book there's like a couple day time skip just to be like oh it's the end now um and i feel that things were went back to normal too quickly after that and i mean this is coming from a city that just got like a foot and a half of snow and we were down for two weeks like power out water out there are still parts of the city that don't have clean water um and that wasn't like a huge natural disaster it was just like i live in a city with bad infrastructure but i'm thinking about new york and the challenges they have with being you know one of the largest cities in the world and then having like a citywide flood like that yeah on top of like the the terrorism the threat of the, a bombing yeah. like pff, i did not understand why people were being so chill it was very weird to me
0: <laughs> i wonder if this is also influenced by the fact obviously these aren't things that like happened from coronavirus but i'm wondering if our perception of like public response and like looking for public response isn't like i wonder if that's different now because of the way the world is yeah
1: i mean that is fair i've lost kind of all faith in public response um like i do not believe that any of our disaster response efforts are adequate anymore yeah um on that note i also have found i think we talked about this um the last time we recorded this actually um in the one
0: lost to time
1: the one lost to time that no one will ever access um i think i did find and i found this not just with this book but I have found that I f- think these, like, descriptions of, like, mass death are, like, less jarring to me than they used to be. Like, they don't hit the same when I read them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become a little bit desensitized to it, and that really sucks. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, It makes me a little uncomfortable when I realize that I'm kind of not being affected the way that I can tell the author wants me to be affected. Um. It just sucks. I mean, when we recorded this, it was right at the 500,000 yeah. mark. So it's just, it's it's hard for me to have any faith in a public response and also to process any sort of mass death emotions anymore. And so I found it a little bit jarring when it was sort of skimmed over, but yeah. not because, well, I mean, we are skimming over it as a society, but because the, like, it just takes way longer for things to go go back to normal so it just kind of pulled me out a little bit and I I was a little sad about that because otherwise the world building was so good
0: Mm -hmm. I mean not to talk too much about coronavirus but like one of the hardest things for me has been well I mean obviously there's been a lot of hard things <laughs> but like one of the things i've been thinking about especially lately is like balancing the fact that like we just live like this and we've just been living like this for a year now and just like living in constant state of fear and like death and lack of any sort of help but also you like because of the way the world is we can't just stop doing things we should just stop doing things and we should have stopped doing things to begin with but like I get very frustrated by the fact that like restaurants are still open and whatever, but also like, what are those people going to do? Like what have they been able to do? Nothing. You know what I mean? Like over the holidays was the worst that infection rates have been, but people were less worried about it than they were over the summer because it's just like, this is just how I live. I've just acclimated to it. And I've just been thinking a lot about, the, the desensitization. I don't know why I had such a hard time with that word, but we got through it together of things like mass death and public disasters and things like that. So, anyway, <laughs> my believability, <laughs> I gave it a 3.5 for unrelated related reasons. Um, I hadn't actually thought about the sort of disaster response, I had been thinking more about. One of the things that I was brought out of was by was the ages. I was unsure the whole time what age Laura was supposed to be. Oh, yes.
1: This was confusing to me.
0: Yes, because the Agon takes place once every seven years. Um, and there are flashbacks to when she was like a child. And it takes a while for you to fully understand like what the timeline of things that have happened to her are. So, And I'm not mad that it takes a minute to get that cleared up because like you can't know everything immediately. But I was never sure how old she's supposed to be at the time that the book takes place because her friend Miles is like in college, but she obviously never, she doesn't mention anything about college, but she also has been working for this guy as like a caretaker for a couple of years, which is not something that I think underage people generally do or are allowed to do. Like, I don't, I can't imagine a 16 year old being able to be like, okay, i'm gonna go help this guy and live at this house you know what i mean like but also i don't know um so i just would have appreciated being flat up told here's how old she is yeah um, like i would
1: like someone to have been like fr- for my front. 23rd birthday yeah like because like, 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 like from the
0: beginning like yeah first chapter Laura's 18 or whatever you know what i mean because i think we get more information about that as the book goes on, but I'm already in the headspace of like I had already made assumptions that she was in her 20s by the time that we yeah, got I to agree. more information. So, and also because she just feels older because she has to take care of herself, and mm-hmm. that's like a large part of it, which I'm not mad about, but it did make it more confusing. So, because I think she was supposed to be 11 when the last gone happened, which would mean she's 18, but also I'm not totally sure
1: yeah but it just like feels wrong for her to be 18
0: (laughs) yeah because she's been working for this dude for a couple years so anyway that was the one thing that i felt confused about and wanted a little bit more clarity on especially because that's such a small thing like it's not a huge deal but it did i was busy thinking about it I think also because this is a young adult book and so I had some expectations about the ages of the characters because it's young adult Um, so then I was kind of like thrown off when I interpreted them as being older not that you can't have young adult characters who are older because it's a whole it's a whole thing but (laughs) um, so that's why I didn't give it a four but I still thought that like the emotional interiority of the characters was really believable and there weren't any sort of like fight scenes anything like that that felt logistically improbable or anything like that so above average but not quite a 4 so 3.5 totals
1: did I did I do my math right I don't know did you hmm how many categories do we have six there we go I 3.91
0: <laughs> nice mine's a 3.83 so about a four. That tracks, I think. We both enjoyed this book a lot.
1: Yeah, with an average of 3.87. eight seven—that's That feels correct. Nice. So, I really would like to read more by uh, Alexandra Bracken. This wasn't her first
0: novel. She's got a bunch novel. of books. Yeah.
1: looking through her Goodreads now.
0: Which I think is part of why it also feels so, like, story-wise, like, the the beats it hits. hmm feel very expert i think it's because it is <laughs> because she's she's, she's done so a lot many, yeah like she oh knows God, how to yeah. write and plot a book so
1: i didn't realize uh, how many books she'd written this is the first yeah. one i've ever um, me too. have this her and she has longer series so i wonder if she was like it's time for just a quick
0: for just the one yeah just Dang. stuck to her guns yeah.
1: they're well rated too well i should read more by her it seems like i would enjoy get into it her i mean you know i a sucker for stuff like this so yeah don't know why i have it quite honestly
0: so that's it for the part that we had to re-record <laughs> now i take you away to the ending which for some reason did stay recorded and kept and whatever so here's <laughs> us from a week ago
1: so that was lore by alexander bracken yay um, and gray what are we uh, gonna talk about now
0: um well first we're going to talk about the fact that our next book is infinity reaper by adam Silvera. the sequel to infinity sun which if you've been listening to our podcast you'll know that we read together and reviewed like mm-hmm. last year or the and year I, before. Think I think
1: it was both of our top picks for most underrated book or underrated new release of last year
0: i think so yeah we both really liked it yeah so i'm very excited for the sequel to come out
1: this is also the first series we have, like, seen from, is this the last, it's only a duology, right? Um, actually, I actually don't really?
0: know. Let me check. I thought there was more than the two, but I'm unsure. So let me do a little fact check real
1: quick. <laughs> Regardless, it is the first book we've done where we're getting to, like, be here for the next book that we've started at the beginning and are going to yes. get to see through, which is very exciting.
0: Goodreads, please tell me. Please answer my questions. Goodreads. Okay, I think there are three, because it says that there should be a third one in twenty twenty two. Okay, so right, this so. will be the second of three, which means, of course, we're gonna have to read the third one together. Yeah, that
1: will be happening. That's obviously.
0: Okay. So very excited for that. Um, but before we go, you want to talk? Do you have any books you're excited for?
1: I do have some books I'm excited for. I actually have two books I'm particularly excited for. Um, as you know, all I read is romance in fantasy. Yes. Um, so I have a romance and I have a fantasy. <laughs> of course. So the romance is Honey Girl by Morgan Williams.
0: <gasps> I picked that one.
1: <gasps> I want to read it so bad. Oh my God. It looks delightful. Um, I think it comes out tomorrow. It does come out tomorrow yes. actually. I will probably be purchasing the audiobook tomorrow. Yes. Um you do you want to split the audiobook? Do you want to go Habsies? We can take Yeah, turns. we can
0: we can go Habsies. That's fine.
1: Okay, we'll go Habsies on the on the audiobook. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um no, it's it looks like it's such a good time. Um it's about a recent PhD grad um who goes to Vegas and marries a stranger. Um and like it just it looks really good. Um, I'm not explaining it well. Gray, do you want to explain it better?
0: That's about it. It looks wonderful. Just a delight. It's lesbian, so, of Yes, course. oh, it's Lesbos, yeah. That's um, a And I also
1: think there's going to be, it looks like there's going to be some, like, dealing with, like, her family's expectations of her and mm-hmm. her expectations for her life. And, um, you know, we love a good family relationship and dynamic. Love it. Um, and I live to read romances that are not about teenagers so i'm yeah, very excited that's fair this is yes it's what i want
0: <laughs> very excited for it what well, did so, you have another one
1: the other one um was a fantasy it's the gilded ones which came oh, out like, last week. i haven't yeah. had the chance to pick it up yet the cover is stunning um i agree to be honest that's what pulled me in but it's a west african fantasy um and it's the first of a series so i'm stoked about Nice. I just finished some series, so I'm feeling like I have a hole to be filled right now. Mm. Um and I would like to add this to my like repertoire. Um yes. You marked it as two read as well. Yes.
0: Yes, I've I've heard of this one. I see. Is it a um, YA?
1: It is YA. I think okay. she's sixteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a YA high fantasy um set in West Africa. Um at least some people have it shelved as high fantasy. It might yeah. just be fantasy see regardless it looks really good yes it's, I'm like I really want to read it so those are two things I'm going to try and get through um over the next couple months probably um I'm down to like two to three books a month max mm-hmm. right now um because and that's only because audiobooks exist because I mean I am studying for eight to twelve hours a day so
0: yeah you have to cram like 165 different terms into your head each day or something insane like that so yeah
1: i i do like hundreds of flashcards a day so (laughs) too many it's too many but i'm really excited about these books they look really good this is i just feel like every year i think it's because a i'm more aware of it so some of this is like selection bias of Mm -hmm. i'm just out there looking at stuff more but i think we've had a big boom in diversity in both romance and fiction Mm -hmm. um because those two genres were really lagging um I think we've had a pretty big boom in diversity in those two genres in the past like two years um and it's sort of like the snowball effect of like once we kind of got a few sort of hits now things are really getting going and it's really refreshing like they're not all the same anymore and it's very exciting to like have options that aren't just like oh, no, silly girl who doesn't like her job falls in love with jerk at her job who's not really a jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he and helps just... stray kittens in his free time.
1: And that's just it over and over again. Yeah. So it's it's quite refreshing.
0: <laughs> yeah. The other one I picked was actually um, What Big Teeth, which I've not heard a lot about from other people, but I, I saw it on Good Reason. I was like, hello. It's pitched as um Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children meets The Adams Family. Um, in this haunting story of one girl's attempt to reconnect with her monstrous family. And the cover is just very cool to me. I did Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: Like, it sounds like something I would enjoy.
0: I did one of the, like, Goodreads giveaway things. And I was like, oh, yes, I'd love a free arc of this. Hello. It was published I yesterday. Uh, yes, very recent. Um, so I'm going to get into it. I'm going to read it.
1: Nice. Very exciting.
0: Very exciting. Well.
1: All right. Well, I think that's going to... Do it today, right?
0: I think that will do it today. Thank what are we reading for again listening? next week? Infinity Reaper. Not next week, next month. Oh, next month. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it doesn't come out until like March 2nd or something. So. <laughs> oopsie.
1: Oopsie daisies.
0: But oopsie daisies. But thank you so much for listening. I am Gray Bula.
1: And I'm Marcy Bula.
0: And this has been Bookends, a literary podcast. <gasps> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks Thanks much.